Hello there, aphids and arachnids. Welcome to Basically Misled. I'm Dagny. And I'm Day. We give advice. 50% is life-changing, 50% will leave you crying in a stairwell by the end of the day. You decide what you switch. Come procrastinate with us while we chatter endlessly about things you could probably just Google. <laughs> it's the identity episode. Oh boy. So serious. I know. Starting off on a very light note, Dagny. Who are you? Well, I couldn't really remember, so I wrote down some things for this so I wouldn't be left hanging. Leave the audience hanging. Right. Okay, so I am a person who likes a lot of blankets. A person who almost never finishes my to-do list. (laughs) A person who loves questionably written fan fictions and doesn't know how to compliment people's makeup. Also a person who thinks connection with others is one of the greatest contributors to happiness, but is constantly unsure about how to do it. And that is my summary of who I am. All the essential bits, I'm sure, were just worked in. Yeah, that's a very nice list you've put together. Thanks. Took me 60 seconds. It took you a little more than that. Oh, you were watching me. I see how oh, it is. Oh, I was timing you. <laughs> oh, I see how it is. Well, what about you? Who are well, you deep down? I've been giving this so much thought. I just already know off the top of my head. No need to write anything down. Um, I'm a person who hates socks. Yeah. And um, loves pretty shoes. Mm-hmm. Many of which you have to wear socks with, so that sucks. Um, I'm a person who, see, there's just so many, I can't think. (laughs) No, I'm a person who apparently now finds old books funny, so I've gotten to that level. Mm -hmm. Like, I've been reading The Count of Monte Cristo. Cristo, it's Count of Monte Cristo. Um, and I find it absolutely hilarious. For the record, I am not at that level whatsoever. You have your fan fiction. I've got my old books. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we can Um, tell who's more sophisticated. (laughs) (laughs) And then I'm a person who just needs to make muffins sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. A need for muffins. A need. Yeah. You want to eat chicken. I need to bake muffins. That's our stress things. See, I don't need chicken. I just, just fantasize it. about it. Right. Just think about that succulent meat, you know? <laughs> <laughs> that crispy skin. Well, we're not eating right now, Day. Stop talking about it. <laughs> Sorry. I'm <laughs> just mean. That's who I am deep down. Just a little, little mean, I think. Are you mean, or deep down, do you worry that people will think you're mean for being yourself? No. I think I'm mean. Level above that is that I worry and become people pleaser, but, like, Mm. innards, mean. I do also worry that I'm mean. Yeah. But that I'm, like, a selfish person. Mm. Yeah... I feel like more of that lately I've been worrying about if I'm if other people think of me as being selfish or not because I'm working on a thing called like doing things for yourself and not other people mm-hmm. but I don't know yeah I guess that's interesting because I just thought of this but when other people are being selfish it, or I perceive them as being selfish. That, like, really bothers me. And maybe, do you think that's because I worry about that I'm selfish? And, it, you know, it's that thing where it's if you ha- you think you have a flaw, other people doing it aggravates you a lot more mm-hmm. because it's about you. It's not really about them. Right. That could be something. I'm not sure. I don't, I never really mm-hmm. think of you as selfish, though. I guess I don't. I don't think that I'm selfish. I sometimes worry about it, and it, but there, I don't think there's a level below, actually. Mm-mm. I think in a lot of ways you're very selfless. Yeah. I don't know. Something I do think about quite often is 
how I'm being displayed to other people. Sounds like you've put yourself in like a display case at a museum. <laughs> how have you displayed yourself? Yes. I'm like one of those mannequins in the mall mm-hmm. who's just like has on clothes. Yeah. Yeah. One of those four inch waists too, huh? Yeah. Uh-huh. Because, you know, that's really realistic. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. think it's a realistic goal for you, so if you haven't met it, then, like, who do you really have to blame? Four-inch waist. <laughs> okay. Well, I guess I won't be making muffins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, no, I mean, I think it's something I always worry about. But it was really interesting because um, in my class, we're doing a lot with, identity and cultural competency um and one of the things that our teachers brought into class was this high and low status quality that everybody has I believe um maybe somebody doesn't have this that'd be interesting but it was by um Leticia Nieto and she has like this whole thing that's like status, rank, and one other thing. But the thing that really stuck with me was the status one because it was, like, high status is, um, like, when somebody's very assertive and in power and the one directing people, and it can be very good because it's, like, the person in charge or, like, the person in a group project saying, okay, you do this, I'll do this, you know, directing Mm -hmm. everybody. But then it also can be very aggressive. Like, when somebody is like, I want to do this, and the person's like, no, we're doing it my way. Or, like, very controlling, I think. Mm -hmm. And then there's low status, which is, um, like, somebody who's being passive and lets people just decide everything for them or they don't want to be put in that role of directing people and so I think that it was just really interesting to see that and then we did exercises where somebody was like high status and someone was low status and like deciding where to eat or something you know and then when you have two low status people and they just won't decide anything (laughs) or two high status people and like, they just won't decide anything either because they're fighting. Um, so, you so in, in high status, there's the good side and the bad side yeah. to it. And in low status, is there also, what is the good I side I think and the there's bad a good side? and bad side because there's somebody, like, in low status, there's, there can be the person who, um, allow, like, is, like, you seem like you know what's going on, so I'll let you do things. Or... Or, like, could supporting a leader... Yeah, support... Yeah, I think definitely, because you're still going with what somebody else is saying, but you're supporting it. You're going along with their ideas. You're trying to encourage other people to, maybe. But then there is also the side where you just won't decide things. Even, like, I feel like I can be very much in a low-status position... Like, when we want, when we're deciding what to watch, you know? Mm-hmm. And, like, no, you guys decide. Like, I don't really care, but maybe deep down I actually do care. And, like, I want to watch something. But then I'm, like, I can't, like, I don't want to be put in the position of deciding something. So there's that where you just aren't deciding. But it's not really because you don't want to. Hmm. If so- that makes sense. So high status and low status are ways that people behave, like, in different moments of their life. It's not like everyone. It's, like, all the time one. Oh, no. Definitely not. So how would this describe, like, if you're in a group of people and you're, like, discussing, like, where to go out to eat and Mm -hmm. there's, like, four of you and people are like this and then everyone's like, maybe not. Like, what about this? And you know know how, like, some of those discussion things go. If everyone actually has opinions, but everyone's, like, not too hyper about it, you can kind of just, like, have, like, kind of a mellow Mm. thing. Yeah. How would this, like, describe what's going on there? Is that, like, is that people of high stat? Is that people acting of high... I don't know how to just... 
use that, but like of high, high status, like of high status, but not being super controlling, but they're still acting of high status. Is that like how you would describe that, or what do you think? Yeah, I think um, if everybody is kind of using, because I feel like if you have a group of people, everybody has a certain amount of power in that group. So if everybody is trying to decide on where to eat and they all have opinions about where to go, and they're, like, I think that would be high status. I think the examples I gave could be very extreme. Mm -hmm. Because, yeah, there's definitely different levels of each status, I think. Yeah. And, I mean, it could be a little bit of low status, too, when they're like, oh, I don't really want to go there, but I don't really know what else I want to do. You I know, guess, I guess something that could happen is you were high status, and then as you saw the group is coming to a consensus, you switch to low yeah. status and just let everyone. Definitely. I mean, I think, like at work, I take on both roles. Thinking about it now, because I definitely have the high status role where, like, even just the other day, somebody was looking for our boss, and I was about to leave, but I was like, "Do you need help with something?" And they were like, oh, I just don't know if, like, I should do this or this. And I was like, and I was like, okay, well, why don't you do this? So Mm -hmm. I took on that role of being, like, the one in power for that dynamic. But then also when, I guess, the person, I see the person as being the person in power, my boss, and they ask me, what do you want to do? Because they're like, you got here first, you can decide what you want to do. I normally am like, oh, I don't care, like, you just pick. Even if I have an opinion, sometimes. But I also, I do that in every situation, I think. <laughs> but yeah, where do you see yourself as high status? Hmm. Do you, I think you could be high status. Well, I'm thinking back to a group project that I did, um... Like, two quarters ago. Mm-hmm. And we were designing a business plan for a dog walking business. Right. And there was a person in that group who walked a lot of dogs, who had quite a few dogs. And then there's another person who's just, like, a general animal lover. And then the other person didn't really care, so they weren't really. But, so we had discussions about, like, what kind of services. Like, so, I mean, this is, like, it's a fake business. Yeah. Like, it didn't really matter, but... We had discussions about what kind of services we would offer, like, pets or what kind of materials we would need or, like, how we would treat the dogs. Mm-hmm. And I was very high status in that situation because while I would negotiate and I tried to incorporate what other people were saying, I feel like my knowledge of, like, dog behavior and treatment is genuinely – is. generally tends to be a little more than other people that I meet and so I assumed even though because like there's a difference between really loving something and then like also having like studied it and I feel like I've studied more dogs than Mm -hmm. other people and so that was definitely a situation like if we if people seem to have different opinions but I was like we need to make a decision like i made the decision yeah and so that was that's kind of an extreme example i'm almost never like that in group projects so Mm. i feel like we were high status in the group project for esky yes that's true yeah yeah it was a little bit different because we sort of we shared it so it wasn't really a sense of like me taking over and i guess that's also kind of an, an extreme example i'm sure i'm high status in like other like, situations that are probably more subtle, but that's yeah. just the one that comes to mind. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely feel like you can be more of a passive person, but when it is something that matters, you will become high. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> but, Yeah. Um, so that was one aspect of what, like, I've learned about in class, but it was more to introduce, I think, a larger theme, which is basically, like, identity awareness, and, um, Oh, wait, can I yeah. ask a question before oh, we yeah. get into this? What is the situation where 
you see yourself being low status, mm-hmm. but you think that you really should be high status. Or high status when you really think you should be low status. Hmm. Or not like you should be one way, but you think that maybe you're a little bit off in how that okay. goes. Yeah. Um, I think that... Okay, so part of my class this quarter is doing counseling triads where we film ourselves counseling one other person um, in our class. And it's very, like, low counseling stuff, and we're just learning micro-counseling skills. But lately, we're, okay, like, I guess it's three weeks ago we changed groups And the group I was in before, it was, like, very easygoing because we all kind of were just like, let's get this done. We've only got a certain amount of time. Let's just crack this out. Get to it. And then this new group um, I'm in, we have a little bit more time to do it. And I feel like everybody kind of just shows up a few minutes, except for me. Um, shows up a few minutes late, and then we all kind of are just, like, we don't want to start this, like, it's too early in the morning, and in this situation, I do wish I take a role, more assertive role, and I'm like, okay, guys, let's just start doing this now, so we have enough time for everybody to record for, like, 20 minutes and all this stuff, and I think, um... It would help my stress levels. But now I'm like, we've only got one more. Like, no need to become high status. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. That, yeah. Do you have an answer for that? or? Um, mine's probably more... It, there's an answer, but I don't know if it really counts because it's, like, pretty general. Is that I feel like... I'm, I've definitely gotten a little better at this but just generally in a classroom setting Mm -hmm. I tend to have this like sense of like I don't like the teacher is right Mm -hmm. like if something's not working for me or like uh, like I must be doing something wrong instead of a more balanced view of like okay well if something isn't like working for you you need to talk to the teacher about it because it's not like they're the authority they've laid down the law and now you just have to live with it and I definitely don't think Evergreen teachers really introduced this vibe. I think it's a vibe that I learned in, like, elementary and high school. Right. Where people are just like, this is, like, I'm in charge and you shouldn't, like, take... Res- I don't really know how to describe it, I guess. I don't know how it would be different. But I just go, go into it with the idea that I have more power and that, like, I'm there purposefully. Not mm-hmm. because I'll be punished if I'm not there. Kind of. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, so getting back into your identity awareness thing, that's the thing you really like a lot. Yeah, that's the thing that I've really been thinking about processing this quarter. I really haven't even talked to Dagny about it. Um, apparently, I thought the podcast would be a good way to discuss <laughs> it. But one of the models we looked at in my class was um identity awareness again by dr leticia nieto and she has this theory of like agents and targets so agents are the ones who are oppressing a community and targets are the ones that are being oppressed so they're the community um and For me, this was kind of, like, an interesting process because we are all, like, targets and agents for different groups, but we all might be at different stages. So I'm not, like, saying that somebody's, like, an agent and oppressing a group because it might be that you're actually at the final stage of being an agent, which is allyship. And, like, being aware of what you're doing and how it's affecting that group. And, like, working to help them not oppress them anymore. Um, 
But, like, the first time we had to write about it, we were, she, they were, like, my teachers said, pick one to read. Like, pick one set of stages to read. And they were kind of trying to make it easy. So they were kind of just, like, do it based on the way you, like, your outward appearance towards other, how others would perceive you or something. And that's still, like, a struggle for me. Because the thing I think I've been grappling with this quarter is my race. Which is a big thing. Um, and at 20, I'm just now grappling it, I think. Because I am white and I am Korean. So those are two things. But I feel like looking now, I grew up very white. In the sense that if I'm checking off a box on a list of things, I check the white box. Or, um, I mean, that's really the major one. And I think it makes sense because I grew up with a white mother and she was, like, the main parent in my life and, like, my entire side of that family is white so that's like what I saw and everything um and then I also grew up in a very white community like I think for a while I was the only mixed race person at my school like there's other people who are mixed but I might have been the only Asian thinking about it right now and it was me and my brother like he's younger than me so for a little while it was just me um and then yeah so I was like which one do I pick like I don't want to just suppress or oppress my Asian side but I feel like I don't exactly have a connection to it either because I when I think about being Asian I'm like oh that's not my culture so that's not part of who I am or I feel like guilty claiming that I am like Asian when I don't know any of the cultural things so I ended up picking Target to read the first time because I think I mean, like, if people look at me, they know I'm not just white, I feel like. At least that's what people tell me. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You can agree with that? I don't know. I mean, yes. Probably, yeah. Right. You're definitely, like, kind of, like, on the edge of what I would consider, like, what I think people would generally say, like, it would be obvious, you know, but, like, Barely. Right. I hope that's okay to say. No, no, no. You're fine. You won't offend me. Um, I was talking with my mom like a week or two ago. Not about this. Um, (laughs) But she was saying that she had found some really old photographs of herself. And she, like, I look so much like her then. Mm -hmm. So I do really look like my mom. And I mean, for years now, people say... I look like my mom. And I think my brother might have thought I was the one in the photographs. I don't think he really (laughs) did. I think he was just like, I don't remember correctly, but I think my mom was just saying that he like really, he was like, wow, Day looks so much like you. But like it was like something that he even noticed. So I do really look, and I I don't know, I might be aging into that, because I think when I was younger, I looked more Asian. Yeah. I I would say, from the pictures that I've seen of you, I would say yes, but I feel like it's somewhat the hair. Okay, the hair. The haircut. Yeah. No, I had, like, I my haircut that I know you're talking about is I had bangs, but then they kind of, like, it wasn't, I don't know how to Like, they... They went slightly down on the sides. And yeah, they went down the on the middle. sides, up in the middle, but then they kind of just merged into my bob. 
mm-hmm. I feel like, which was just, like, you know, a bob. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, when I got my haircut in high school, I got it cut pretty short. And, like, still a bob, but, like, short. And one of my friends who is Korean, she would always joke and say that I looked like a little Asian mom. (laughs) So there's that. Um, But, yeah, so, like, I think, I mean, I definitely have had people ask me. Yeah, you have. What my other race is, you know, Mm -hmm. or, like, they're, like, are you Asian? Like, ooh, or not really. Right. But they're kind of like, hmm, like, what Your are you? kinds of interest in it. I would say one person. Yeah, I guess I'm thinking of the one person. <laughs> who are you thinking I'm of? thinking of one of your Tinder people. I know. I don't remember who, what, who, what name. Oh, you, okay. No, I don't remember who it was. I just remember you showing me the conversation. I'm probably like, interesting. Okay, because I think there's been a couple but there was one who he was my backup <laughs> but he was, i he had a thing for half Asians um but yeah so like i definitely have had attention to that side and then i but i think when i picked target i was like oh but it's also because i'm a woman mm-hmm. like i had that like oh like i'm not really picking this like because I'm oppressing myself. Right. Like, it's also because I'm a woman. Um, but yeah. So that's what I've been like dealing with. And just kind of thinking about. Um, and. Yeah. I feel. And then we had a. Another workshop. Where we talked about this. And, um, in it, we did some, like, art therapy type stuff where we drew a photo about where we felt we were at, and then we drew a photo where we wanted to get to using this model, and then we, like, drew a photo, like, the bridge to that one. Um, and reading over both sets, like, the agent and the targets, because... I was kind of like, okay, I'm the agent and the target, which is, I feel like not really what they were trying to go for with this <laughs> model, but it's like how I've identified with it in this setting. Um, but like for an agent, I think I'm at the awareness level, which is like the fourth level out of five. And I think that's really interesting because I've, like, noticed... Wait, so... Uh, yeah. So, um, about race. Yes. You're both. That's what you're saying. Yes. And for race, you're at, like, four. For yeah. awareness. Okay. For on the agent side. On the agent so, side. the white side of me <laughs> um, is very aware of what it's doing to my Asian side. And it's working to accept that it's done that and that it won't continue to do that, to oppress it. And then on the target side, I'm still at the third stage, which I think is interesting that I'm further along on the agent side than I am on the target side. Um, but I'm at the stage of empowerment I think because I am aware of it now, but I'm still like having to go through it and talk about it with myself. The stage for empowerment, you're supposed to talk. Like it's the stage that you talk to other people of your group and community and stuff. And I'm like, okay, well, that's me. (laughs) So I'm talking to myself about it. Um, And I think it has been taking up a lot of energy about just everything. Like, I come home from class and I'm, like, very emotionally drained because it's all I think about during class and stuff. Yeah. Um, 
Would you say that, like, so if there's, like, a group of, you know, like, young white brunettes, and then, yeah. like, a group of, like, young half-Asian brunettes, and then, like, maybe a group of, like, young female, they're all female, uh-huh. and then just, like, full Asian, not that you could maybe tell by looking at them, yeah. but, like, do you feel like you look at one or two or all of them, or, like, this is a group that I am a part of? You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I feel like there's sometimes, like, there's definitely a sense people get when they're part of a group where if they see them, they're like, yes, I'm part of the group, or yes, they're not, whether or not they, the label puts them into that group. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. Okay, so there's the white, mm-hmm. the half Asian, the Asian, yeah. and then just women. No, that no, was just, just, just okay. pointing out they're that all they're, women. they're okay, all already so women, three. and they're all brunettes. Just I would <laughs> definitely put myself in the white category. And I would be very hesitant, I think, but I would put myself in the half Asian category, but not in the full Asian one. I mean, like, not, like, putting your... Not, not to or, like, put oh, sorry, not putting, but, but, like, but identifying you, but like, with it. Yeah, like, so if you walked into that group... Yeah. Feeling like I was part of that okay. group. So you would yes. hesitantly feel part of the half Asian group. Yeah. But like not totally out or totally in. Yeah. Okay. I mean, this has been happening. Like this thought process, I guess, has been happening since probably week three of class. Um, and even like yesterday. No, it was today. I was filling out. I have to fill out a background check for a internship that I'm potentially going to do if my background check goes through. And part of it, I had to do fingerprint stuff. And so it was check one. What is your mm-hmm. race? Like white, Hispanic, Latin, American, black, or Asian. And you couldn't pick two. Could only pick one or the other category. And, like, usually I either go for white or I usually some, – sometimes I go for the other. I usually mm-hmm. go for the white. But now that I'm, like, realizing about this about myself and I'm, like, trying to not just put white as a label onto myself, I, like, hesitate even more. I mean, I always hesitate with that. But then I was like, what am I? And I put the white one. And I meant to go back and change it, but, like, I didn't. Yeah. So, like, even now, I'm like, okay. Still doing that. (laughs) Yeah, that makes sense from what I read about the empowerment stage. Because the empowerment stage is, like, working to kind of, like, publicly tell people about how your identity is one of the targets. Mm Mm-hmm. And so, that's really a step that I I mean obviously I it's not the same but I have like a similar thing that I feel like I've gone through right where it's like there's a difference between like yep I'm totally talking about this in my own head and like if somebody asks what are you gonna say yeah yeah I mean you are part of a group that has been very oppressed yeah not just by themselves, <laughs> you know, like mine. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like two. Two? You know? Yeah. I'm separating them even more. Because there's um, the fact that you're ace mm-hmm. and the fact that you're lesbian. Yeah. I feel like both of them have stuff happening with them. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I'm definitely a lot farther along with lesbian than I am with Ace. Despite, I think Ace, like, being asexual comforts me a lot more. I feel more at home in that label Mm. than lesbian. But I think I'm farther along with lesbian in this scale. Like, I'm probably more to, like, 
I'm almost, I'm probably, so in this, so there's like, there's five for oh, each yeah. one. Oh yeah, we haven't explained it. <laughs> well, we don't need to list everyone, but no. so for every one, there's different levels. There's five for each one, basically, like starting very like basic and then getting to a place where you talk with the agent. I think both of them end with you talking with agents and targets, despite which one you are, to work for the greater good, yeah. basically. Right. And I do feel like I can somewhat do that. I I also it, it, when because I, I just did this reading, it was talking about <laughs> laughing at me. I do I did the reading for the podcast, <laughs> but it was talking about how nobody sits in five all the time. It's not like now you've achieved you know the ultimate like position and now you act uh, like perfectly with everyone. Like it's something you bounce around at, and honestly, like I definitely think that in that I definitely at least bounce back to three a lot I think I can do um I I can be five a little bit for Mm -hmm. lesbian but I'm also like using the word lesbian a lot more right recently yeah I don't know if you've noticed I I have noticed but I use it so much more than I used to and that really is more of a empowerment trait than the other two right but I can definitely do empowerment which is the third one so it's it's back and forth, but like I think that I definitely I can get to five. Like I definitely have been at five. Mm-hmm. I don't know how often I'm there, but I can get there with lesbian. But I I don't know how how where I am with it because I didn't really think about yeah. it before this. So I'm like I don't know. Sorry, putting all your identities out there. I know, no. but I I do think that with asexual, I definitely bounce more back to like i don't know if it is quite number one Mm -hmm. but it's at least number two yeah that's where i was thinking it might be yeah i mean despite like i do talk about it but like i think at least with like lesbian everyone tends to agree that that's a thing and that's like a pretty good idea like, yeah. I know people are like, oh, like, there's still, like, obviously, like, work to be done. You're like, we're still, like, in the oppressed group. But, like, most, like, uh, you you can find a lot of lesbians who are like, this is a good idea. Right. But it's Who are actually, out and proud. <laughs> right? <laughs> but, and, like, out and proud, but also, like, deep down, like, maybe they have stuff, but they're maybe farther along the scale. But I think, I mean several ace people that i've met which is like i have not that i've met an extreme amount but like with further talking are not that far along no and so that's also very and that's partially the difficult so i'm trying to be the person that i feel like everyone else like deserves Mm -hmm. to see in in a community like that a person who is like confident about it right yeah yeah i feel like it's really hard the ace label just because even like so we were looking at evolutionary psychology in my program Mm -hmm. which at the end of the day nobody likes anymore (laughs) but one of the things is like both men and women have a desire to have sex like that's just bottom line that's how we biologically are Mm -hmm. and we want to have sex so we can make babies and carry along our genes. Well, you don't want to do either of those things. Right. But I feel like it can be so hard for some people to understand why you don't want to do mm-hmm. it or, like, how it works for you to be in a relationship if you're not having sex. Like, what is that even? You know, or just, they don't like it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I think the thing that gets most ace people is the whole fixing it thing. Right. Like, is there something to fix? And, like, that's how people probably used to see, or maybe some people still do, like, lesbians. Yeah. Like, what's wrong with them that they don't like men? Like, Mm -hmm. there's something to fix. Right. And even, like, okay, like, now you accept that. Maybe you also accept being bisexual. Like, that is all explained by the idea that it's a spectrum of, like... Mm -hmm you know, like, what gender you're into, you know? And, if like, if that's a spectrum, that still means that you should be somewhere on that spectrum. 
Yeah. So, yeah. It's the whole, like, you need to, like... Because, like, yeah. There's a problem that needs to be fixed. Right. There's a problem that needs to be fixed. Which, like, sure, if I was born, like, 500 years ago, I probably would be absolutely, like, having sex and having babies. Cause, right. Because, like, survival. Just, like, yeah. working on it. <laughs> But I just imagine, like, if it was an entire community of me, like, we'd die off. <laughs> oh, yeah. We wouldn't reproduce. <laughs> yeah. And we, it would just, so it wouldn't work out. So I'm like, I mean, that's not a problem now, obviously. But, like, I don't know. So, I mean, I think that is, like, the thing of, like, what's wrong with a person who does mm-hmm. that? Like, a colony of them couldn't survive. Not yeah. that anyone could live in a colony with themselves. That's just crazy. <laughs> that would not work. I would kill all my other colony of maize. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so that's what I've been talking about, not really talking about, starting to talk about with my class and everything. Yeah. So what does that, like, feel like to you? Because I know you said that you, like, grew up very, like, white, like, in a white environment. Mm -hmm. So to connect more with your Asian side, if you feel like the culture is maybe a little bit out of reach to you, like, what does that look like? I think it's, like, I don't know. Because, like, I think I just am coming more to accept that there that I have a duality it's not it doesn't just have to be one or the other and so like I mean like I very much say that I'm half Asian and like fine with saying that I have no like hesitation with that part um and I think I used to like it growing up because it was the part that made me stand out from my other classmates. Like, I'm left-handed. Mm-hmm. I'm Asian. Like, you know, yeah. that makes me an individual person. Yeah. I was honestly always a little bit, like, disappointed that I wasn't left-handed. Because I don't... I'm pretty sure it was my mom told me growing up. She's like, yeah, all the left-handed people I know are, like, really, really creative. And I was like, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't, I don't have that magic spark that all you left-handed people. That's so funny because I feel like I have heard that as well, but I'm so, I feel so uncreative. Like, you're the one that comes up with our podcast ideas for a reason. Because <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't figure anything out um, in a specific way you want them. But, yeah. I mean, being left-handed is another thing that was oppressed. I'm just, I still think back to, like, my teacher when I was five because she learned how to knit left-handed to teach me using my dominant hand. I was like, 50, 100 years ago, they would have not done that, man. I know. Stuff like that really baffles me because I'm like, they're hands. There's two of them. Like... They're the same. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like, why does one doing more matter? Right. Why does it matter another? which one? Yeah. I mean, I realize people have a lot of reasons for a lot of things, but that's right. just, that's one of the ones where I look back and I'm like, who thought of that? Yeah. I mean, it's really interesting because, sorry, this is getting completely off topic, but both my brother and I are left-handed. Mm-hmm. And neither of my parents are. Like, my mom, I definitely think... She calls herself a little bit ambidextrous. Ambidextrous. Um, And she used to be a lot more. And I know she did do things with both hands when we were little. So it wasn't like we were completely able to mimic her only using our right hand. But I think it's very interesting that both my brother and I turned out that way yeah and then my aunt just a couple weeks ago i was eating with them and she like it's like you're left-handed 
<laughs> like she didn't know and I feel like we've said that so many times in front of her. Wow. But yeah, so that's interesting. Um but no, like I think I have a real ability to outwardly display both races and confidently talk about them on a level that I am just half Korean, (laughs) you know, like not a different level than that. And so I think for myself, I'm coming to terms with like accepting that even though I'm not part of an Asian culture, I can still be, call myself Asian. And that's my race. I don't think, I think if people were to ask me what is my culture, I wouldn't ever feel comfortable saying Asian. Mm -hmm. But if they ask me what my race is, I'm like comfortable saying that. But I just need to get more comfortable with accepting that I can be Asian and not culturally Asian. Like, there, it doesn't go hand in hand. Right. You know? Yeah. I think that's what I've been working on. Yeah, that makes sense to struggle with being part of a group, but then feeling like maybe you're not qualified. But then yeah. thinking, like, why do you need to be qualified like you don't? <laughs> right. Like, it's literally my DNA that makes right. me part of this group. Yeah, I'm like, no, they can't think of me. Like, that I'm, like putting myself in their culture, mm-hmm. you know, which I'm not, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So another thing I've been kind of struggling with, I guess, is gender. Like, it's being a woman. Because um, on one side... You have all this, I at least for me, I hear all of these things about, like, the Me Too movement and equal pay for women and, like, all of these things where, like, we're an oppressed group of people. Like, we can't seem to do anything. People just take advantage of us because it's our gender. There's a bunch of men in power and they're usually all white. You know, all this stuff. But then also looking at different groups of people and um, realizing, like, no, like, I'm not as oppressed as many people. Like, I feel like I'm actually in a place of real privilege based on, like, we've been learning about cis sexism. So, it's, like, sexism, but against people who are trans. Right. I think that's my... I have a hard time identifying as the oppressed when I only look at being a woman. Right. Because I don't feel like it's, like, the most oppressed gender. Yeah. Like, maybe this is sort of breaking away from the model, but I'm like, okay, so, like, Here's, like, here's a list of the way people identify their gender, and then, like, I can put them who's at most powerful, who's in least powerful, and then, like, a ladder all the way down with right. many levels. So I'm like, sure, being at number two isn't the best place to be, but it's pr- still pretty high compared to a lot of other ones, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, I mean... And so it's very hard for me to figure out where I am in the target stage of women, because, like, I'm not... I don't know if I really like relate to empowerment necessarily about being a woman because I mean I don't know why that is but it's just no I feel like also an issue for me that I'm coming to realize like just in the past couple of weeks I feel like is that sure I'm a woman and everything wait fuck I forgot what I was gonna say no but like There are are so many movements, acts, um, anything you can think of for women that are Mm -hmm. being put in place by other women. And, you know, there's, like, 
all these different things to help women out and to get justice for women. And it is a real issue. Like, if you look back to, like, people who are speaking out about sexual assault. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of people... So not have to look that far back. <laughs> right. Like, and, like, people are like, oh, but the man's right. Or, like, they just dismiss it because it's a woman mm-hmm. or whatever. But there are things put in place for them. I feel like there's not as much... I don't even know. I haven't done any research. But I feel like there's not that much for trans people. Yeah. Like, there's this um, list of 50 questions that we looked at as part of our class homework. And we had to answer the questions. And they ranked anywhere from just, like, um, basics ones, like, do you have, I guess, like, are you, do you have issue with, who you are inside, you know, that type of thing, to, um, or do you have, do you have to question what you put down when you check a box Mm -hmm. for, like, male, female, or other, you know, non-binary, um, to questions about, like, if your doctor, um, will make you show them your genitals just for, like, a small checkup or to, like, get something. And I was just, like, the medical profession is so, like, I don't want to use the word targeted against trans, but, like. It's not equipped to deal with it. Yes. It's not equipped to deal. The systems aren't in place to equally serve all genders. Which sucks because trans people tend to need medical help for taking like hormones mm-hmm. I mean, or really, gender reassignment everyone needs to go to the I doctor mean, everyone sometimes. needs to go to the doctor so it's just like i'm like okay i've been being told that like i'm in this like oppressed state and of like being a woman and like i mean my mom always is like you need to protect yourself because you're a woman i mean she does the same thing with my brother um because like She's worried that somebody will think he's, like, bad. Like, hurt him. Like, shoot him. Like, she always worries about that, I feel like. Um, So she worries about us equally, but she's always been, like, day don't sit that way. Or, like, Mm -hmm. day don't do this, you know. I once got into, like, in, like, a pretty big argument with my mom because we were talking about job interviews. And I was in... Basically, she implied that to be, like, looking my best as a woman, I would have to wear makeup to a job interview, but a guy doesn't have to. And I was, like, very upset about that because I was, like, why, like, just, like, one of our friends is recently going to, like, a pretty formal dance. Mm -hmm. And the amount of effort that she put in, like, to go to this dance was so much, but yet... Like, the guy she was going with, like, he just showers and puts on his fancy clothes. Right. And it's it's not that people have to do a lot of work. It's that that, I feel like, is seen as an equal level of, like, formality. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, so much work for the woman to look like this. Barely any for the man. But yet, those are both completely, like, appropriate things that they've done. Like, they're equally, you know? I mean, if the man put on makeup, he would be seen as weird. Right. Or, like, not appropriate for a job interview, you know? Yeah. So, I guess, I mean, now, now that I'm thinking about it more, I think that in daily life, I don't think of, I don't think of being oppressed as a woman. Yeah. But there's really, there's specific situations that definitely trigger that, like, mindset to me where I feel like, no, this is not fair. Like. Yeah. Like, you know, like, things like sexual assault. I'm definitely, like, okay. Like, this is not mm-hmm. Okay. But, but there it, are more things that are just, like, daily life yeah, or yeah, yeah, a I little think, bit above that. But Yeah, and I think in daily life, I tend to feel like being a woman is an agent. Yeah. But there are, but, and, and that's not to say that there's not other times, I guess I'm saying. Right. Like, because I did, I was like, oh, there's no other times. And I'm like, no, no. Like, there's yeah. definitely times I 
in my life, so. I mean, there was a time where I was at work, and one of my coworkers, who was a man, did something, and then the, like, customer, as, like, rewarding my male coworker was like, oh, to me, you should give him a kiss. Yeah. And I was just like, why do I have to do that? The customer should give him a kiss. Did. Right, and the thing my coworker was doing wasn't even good. Yeah. It was just in the customer's favor, so he was right. all, like, happy. Yeah, so he should give him a kiss. Right? <laughs> and I was just like, I feel like that's the only real time I've had something mm-hmm. said to me, like, in that way. Yeah. And I was just really taken aback. And also that coworker can just... I don't know. His male energy can be a lot in the sense that he'll just, like, sometimes walk up to me mm-hmm. and, like, just really be in my space and tells me that he really misses. I mean, this is all from last year because I don't work on days that he works anymore. But he, like, tells me how he really just misses when, like, a girl plays with his hair. Or, like, mm-hmm. things like that. And I'm like, are you trying to get me to do those things? Right. Like, why do you need attention from me? But, I don't know. That's just, like, something I don't really struggle with as much, being a female. But it is kind of just something I've come to realize. I've been told all this stuff about how, like, being a woman is really hard and everything. And sure, it's hard, but, like... Being a man is hard as well when we're giving them all these rules now, I guess. And like, I guess maybe we can see that as, like, we are definitely more... Maybe we should see it as we're more stage five. Yeah. And I feel like that is kind of part of being stage five in Target's or Agents. Right. It's, like, acceptance of, like, the struggle of everybody and, like, working together while acknowledging the truth of the situation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which takes a lot of energy if it's, like, a big burden. Right. And so maybe it's just a sign that it's not a big burden to us and so we have the energy to be at stage five. Yeah. And I definitely think I want to use the energy that I don't have because I don't feel like it's a burden. I know other people who do, but I feel like I want to take the energy that I have and put it into making sure I'm an agent at stage five for the targets who, like, are having a bad time now. Like people who are trans or anyone under the LGBTQ plus community, I feel like, and people of color. And things like that. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So, (laughs) that's what's been going on in my class. Yeah. Which I think goes to show it's good to have this class. (laughs) At least, I'm really glad you shared that with me. It's very interesting. And also, it's really at least helpful for me to read, I like categories, Yeah. to read something that categorizes the stages and describes the movement between them as normal, because as much as I like to be, like, accepting of the fluidity of, like, where I'm at, to see it written down even in stages, because they're like, yes, like, nobody's at stage five all the time, like, even the best people, like, move between them, and also that they all do have a use in different situations. Yeah. And so I guess that it made it feel, like, more optimistic, I guess. I don't know if we conveyed optimism. Yeah, to, I don't know. viewers. <laughs> but I think it is, this kind of stuff shows that we are stepping in the right direction. Mm-hmm. And sure, you might have bad days, bad months, but if you just continue to work through the stages... It's, like, good. And, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of, like, proud that people are reading this and teaching this and, like, the message is spreading and nothing will ever be done. But, like, people are working on it. So that's, yeah. I think, is a reason to be happy. Yeah. I mean, I was really happy that my teachers brought this in. 
press to read because we've been reading a bunch of different like models and I just feel like this one really works mm-hmm. and applies to people applies to me I really resonate with it yeah but it's good yeah maybe we can find some links to put down below about this That's so people good. can see it you'll see if we actually do that um <laughs> so our throats are dry and our emotions are raw so it's time to stop yapping. question for you guys is how much do you think about identity you can find us on Google Play, YouTube, Spotify, Castbox, and Messy. Just search for Basically Slay. If you have questions you want us to answer on the show or stuff you want us to talk about, email us at basicallymisled at gmail.com. Thanks, Thanks for, for listening, listening and good luck with your future endeavors. endeavors.